0: What you have is the architect's big problem is is atrophy of the mind, lack of stimulation, and he's bored. Boredom means his mind will degrade, so therefore he has agents stirring up all kinds of trouble to stimulate his mind. He also has a fail-safe solution at the end, an uh, unending source of stimulation, which is he comes back as Christ because we're, we're supposed to give our free will over, right? And so if we give our free will over to him, he's stimulated forever, being worshiped forever no atrophy of the mind at that point purge the agents so they put that in the matrix and look how badly they did it but the thing is like he even said that mostly everybody even tesla who i admire has gotten 99 percent of the predictions wrong this is 99 percent to 100 right it even has the fake oval office in it it's in here the fake oval office so basically they look for answers and they actually call me and talk to me about what's going on how do i know and how do i how do i how do they know that i have more screenplays i got 15 more Better than
1: Matrix. Are you tired of feeling tired? Have you been searching for solutions to feel better but find yourself lost in the mousetrap of big pharma-driven medicine? If this is you, then you are ready to become the hero of your own health recovery by joining Dr. Glidden's self-help health recovery program you'll find solutions to a wide range of ailments based on Dr. Glidden's 33 years of clinical experience as a licensed naturopathic physician. Listeners of my show will receive a three-month subscription for only $69 less than one doctor's visit. You will receive extensive interviews with top health experts and a library of videos to help you. You will also have access to Dr. Glidden twice a week to ask questions in his live Q&As so you will not be on your own. This subscription normally sells for $360 a year, but with this offer, you will get three months for $69. Start your journey to better health today with the link below or find the link at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Tom Althaus coming back to the program, and for those of you who do not know, he's the original writer of the Matrix trilogy, and he has been persecuted relentlessly for telling the truth and coming out and demanding that he is credited for the work that he's done. This is the third interview that I've done with him, and when I first had him on, I vetted everything that he said. I had him go through a lot of his screenplay, and all the details, and I came to the conclusion that there is no way that he could have done what he said he did without him really being the writer, and at least the, the creator of a lot of the images and the overall world and the themes of the Matrix, and it was stolen from him, and he has a whole background and tells you this whole story, and he's been persecuted over the years for this and it really shows the dark side of hollywood but he's an amazing person the matrix was a vision of what we're dealing with today a lot of what the world economic forum and what these and what these i don't like to call them elites cuz i don't think they are but they call themselves elites which are clearly not the elites they're just not the elites they think they are so they call themselves this but they have this vision and 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 goals for humanity and he envisioned everything in the matrix of what they're trying to do. And so we talk about that now. So much of what he said or what he wrote has come true. And he has so many other screenplays that he's written. So there's so much more coming that he could, he could create and give to humanity if he was accepted and wasn't persecuted. And, and they actually gave him what he deserves He's estimated to be worth $1.2 billion if he was actually compensated for his work. So this is why they're fighting so hard. He's come a long way since the first time I interviewed him. As people are learning the truth about his work, he has won the hearts and the minds of many. And those who have taken the time to look at the evidence that he has, they come to the same conclusion that I do, that he really is the writer of this. And so many of us are learning really what the dark side of Hollywood is about and demanding change. It's such a hopeful time. We're winning the hearts and minds of the people. Obviously, we don't have control of the media. They're still highly controlled. It's still the politics is still highly controlled. They have so much of the money, but winning the hearts and minds of the people is why you're starting to th- see things change. The CDC having their complete meltdown and having to admit that they completely screwed up. And that I think they're just trying to squirm out of legal ramifications, which is pretty clear to me. But that that's a really good sign. YouTube just came out and they're no longer censoring people for saying that masks don't work. Well, it's just incredible. I mean, I've been banned off YouTube for all these things. They're gonna all, everything I've been banned for, Over the next few years, you're going to see uh, that people have to admit that what I was saying and what others are saying that are being banned, we were telling the truth. And, you know, these people need to pay for what they've done. I just, oh, I, I really hope that people pay. We can't let this go by because so many people have died because of this. And we need to clean it up and not stop. As he says, those with the greatest will are going to win. And I think if we can keep our hearts and minds in this and know we have truth on our side, when you have truth on your side and you have what's right on your side, you'll win over time. As long as you stay true to your destiny, to your agenda and have integrity. And I think we will, we just won't stop because I'm not going to let people hurt children. I'm not going to let this be part of my child's future or my neighbor's kid's future. This is just not, it's not okay. And we're winning we are winning i want to warn you though as you watch this tom is a genius and he he's been persecuted for a long time so those two combinations are why you see what you see he's he just you got to accept him for who he is he's a genius and so he's a very creative type genius and so his mind is everywhere and he's also been persecuted so for so long his son was killed so his whole focus is is this and when you're Focus is very much in a specific area. The lens of the world becomes what your focus is. And that's what we're going to experience through this interview. But the interview is really, to me, I think it's really interesting. I think it's just interesting to get into his mind. And he's become a friend of mine over the years. I'm so glad he reached out to me and really wanted to come back on the show. So this is great. I want to keep in touch with how it goes. This is a two-part, it's pretty long interview. Each part is like 45, 50 minutes at least. So uh, stick with it. It's really interesting. It gives you more information on what the matrix was really supposed to be about and what what it meant and how they mess it up. And then other things that he thinks is going to happen that hasn't happened yet. And or that we're not aware of yet. So it's just fascinating. It's like he's a prophet, kind of, in a in a weird because ninety percent of what he said is is actually came true. And so he's he says he got all this downloaded. Like he just was it just came to him, which is just amazing. And so many people tell those stories. Tesla said the same thing. Things were just downloaded to him. So many people who uh you know, Michelle White Dove, who is a psychic, she says things are just downloaded to me. I don't know. They just, they give me these messages. And that's what so many people say. Prophets, you can call them prophets, you can call them whatever you want, but people claim that it's just downloaded to them. I don't know, you know, what is true and not true, but when they say things that come, come out to be true, something's going on. How can he know so much you know, 30 years ago. That's what's so amazing. That's why this interview is so interesting, and I hope you stick with it the whole time. And before we get into it, of course, i got to tell you, go to my website, support my affiliates, and sign up for my newsletter. Share my website and my articles. There's a whole bunch of articles. If you haven't gone there, you need to because it's a kind of a one-stop research shop. I post new things that you, you may or may not be able to find elsewhere. A lot of things are are not find elsewhere because we... Uh, do research. I have different writers that I'll post up there along with my own work, the articles that I research and so forth. So just take some time and look through that and please share. You know, I'm so censored. I'm kind of frustrated. I got to be honest. I'm getting a little frustrated that I'm so banned everywhere. And I wonder how much better and how much this information would get out there if I wasn't banned. And that's why I so badly want to win this lawsuit against google and i shouldn't put all our eggs my mental eggs and my heart into that basket because if it doesn't happen we still we can't stop fighting i mean we're gonna have to keep fighting but you know i, I it, we really do need to make sure that our first amendment is preserved for future generations and that means we got to make sure government gets out of the censorship business and they stop partnering it's a fa- it's fascism it's when big businesses partner with government To control the people, that's fascism, and that's what's going on, and we need to stop it. Because humanity does not grow if there is that fascism that's going on. Just like when the printing press came out, the countries that did not allow uh, books to be printed and for free thought to flourish... Those countries still are behind economically than the countries that allowed humanity to flourish. So there is a a direct correlation to shutting down humanity's ability to freely express ideas and those humans in those countries to grow, for humanity to grow, not only spiritually and scientifically, but economically too. Economically is interesting because you can actually measure it. So that's what they're doing. They're shutting down human advancement. They don't think they are. Well, maybe they do. They don't care. They just want control. But what they're really doing is shutting down human advancement, humanity's ability to flourish and share the exchange of ideas. Then there's no better place to see that than in medicine right now, how we watch COVID, the solutions for COVID be shut down, And so many people died because people couldn't share the ideas and the solutions with each other. That's happening in all fields. And that's what we need to stop. And that's why it's so important that freedom of speech is allowed. And that being said, if you have not donated yet, please donate. We have our hearing on this case October 17th. If you've already donated, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We all really appreciate it. And if you haven't, please consider giving five bucks even, whatever you can donate. This is for the country. This is for our children. Every We're in it for everybody. And if we win, then maybe I'll turn around and actually sue them for damages. That's what I want to do. But this particular lawsuit is just to end the fascist partnership between government and Google. So anyways, please, please look into that. And you can find the lawsuit at... Uh, There's a yellow banner there and you can read all about it. And let's get into this really interesting, very interesting conversation with Tom Althaus. Hi, Tom. Welcome back to the program.
0: <laughs> well, great to be back, Sarah. This is fantastic. I'm looking forward to this. I
1: love, I have so much to talk to you about. I'm so proud of you, of everything coming. You know, I think if you persevere and you have truth on your side, Things just tend to work out in the long run and yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, they have it in films all throughout their films. They do give you information through the films. It's a network for them, like a network apart from putting in the newspaper or putting it right out on a telephone call. that can be recorded. So what they do is they're saying too that perseverance is what the greater will will win. The greater will will win. They're admitting that. So if you have the greater will and you know what you're fighting for, um, you, you'll be the winner.
1: Yeah, and and truth is on our side, so, and you can't, you can't, can't hide that, and I think truth is like the light in the cave, it just, you can't hide it, you know, water flowing down, uh, you can't stop the water, it's excellent, and this is happening, I mean, they can shut us down all day long, and the truth is still getting out there.
0: You You just gave me a really cool image I never thought of, which is really wild for me, Is the I always thought of the cave and blind people trying to get out of the cave or cave people in the dark trying to get out of the cave and all these people going, I got the way, I got the way, I got to believe this way, believe this way. And those of us that are actually using method to find our way out and lead others out silently, not using bravado, what if the water of truth actually leads the way out? We follow the water of truth, it leads the way out of the cave. I thought it was a cool image you just gave me.
1: Yeah. It's like,
0: cool. Leads us, yeah. Well, it makes me think that.
1: The most iconic scene, one of the most iconic scenes in Hollywood history is that, that Matrix scene where they have those pods and, and, you know, where they're take, you know, everybody's connected with those, whatever. And you came up with that, which is just, you came up with a lot of things, but.
0: Yeah, I can go. Yeah. Just for, just for backing it up. Here it is right here. Here is the field of pods. It's all through this. And nobody really understands what the field of pods is about. There's the field of pods, original work. This is the 1998 version. It was used in 1999, copyrighted yeah. fully. And there's the field of pods. So nobody really understood any of these things as they lifted the image they thought were cool. They just lifted the images and, and mixed in what they thought were they're familiar with. But you're right. The field of pods, I thought it was a really cool concept.
1: Okay. Now, what, what was it really supposed to be? Because that is an Orwellian, holy crap kind of image.
0: The field of pause, originally, if I go to original work right here, here is the copyright, supervisor, director, bolted seal. They said there's no way to debate this, and there's the date, 1998. This is the one used on set, December 1998, used on set. They had earlier versions from me. And so this is the one that caught on fire, and they went right to it. But if you look at the field of pause, the actual original entries, which we're going to do with the original film being made, you'll be able to see how it all ties together. In this, it talks about um, uh, open cryogen. cryogenic containers, uh, there's all these tubes all over the sensors, all over the body, they're in this fluid and stuff. They activate these secondaries, these test subjects that match physically the uh, architect's top 100. So the reason is not battery power. He's bringing back his top 100 in our time on secondaries, test subjects, that they're disposable. Uh-huh. And so the why you have these field of pods and one by one they're tested on and brought back. And the man in the high castle he even imitated the idea of the lab technicians cheering scientists cheering in their lab coats while others had suffered and died. That's in there. And so what you have is this, uh, it says the man. Which is
1: what we're experiencing now in a lot of ways, right? I mean, that's happening.
0: Look what's here, right here, right here. It says the man begins to convulse in agony. Blood erupts from his mouth, coating the oxygen mask with all the tubes. So what you have is this horrendous thing and there's no empathy. And so what they're doing is they're on test subjects. It's not battery power. That's the Wachowskis mocking as they lift the images, mocking the ideas. So it's really about getting the credit for the images and making first claim on iconic, not iconic images. And what's really funny is right in there is iPad, a computer resembling a metal clipboard. This is back in, this was started in 1999. And so have
1: got, you you're cutting out there for a second. I don't know why your sound is cutting out.
0: I get all kinds of interruptions, I guarantee okay. you. Okay, now uh, you're yesterday, back. Yesterday when I had an interview, we had a situation where for half an hour before we went on the air, all internet was cut. Oh, and then we know we're tapped. We're told we're tapped all the time. So I just started talking to the devices going like, okay, guys, I'm just going to record now the situation. I'll broadcast that and let it be seen that you interrupted it just before the program. And right then, all the power came on after 25 minutes right before the show.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I have a lot of interruptions as well. And so it could be... Just a combination of thing, but I am not surprised.
0: Because Well yeah, with me, they, we have people talking on mail voices on the phone, talking, conversing. We've got echoes, we've got everything, people are even saying they have numbers popping up on their screen, which are my apartment number backwards, they'll have six, six, six. So yeah, they're playing a game. Well okay, it's, well let's it's...
1: talk about this because you're making progress and I mean you're making progress progress in the courts. You're making making a lot of progress in the minds and the hearts of people. People are starting to realize, yeah, this is the real deal. This guy really did write this in, this play, this uh, uh, manuscript or whatever you call it, the screenplay. That's what I'm the word I'm looking for, for the right. Matrix right. movies. If we right. would have followed his, it probably would have been a hell of a lot better and Matrix <laughs> 4 wouldn't have been so bad, but yes. that was terrible, oh my
0: God. Matrix 4, they said they were writing from the world Tom Althouse created. I'm sucking third person, but that's what they said. They're going to rip it off that way. They said, we'll right from his world. What does that mean? Well, then you're just making up garbage. In the original, they're lifting images they think are cool, popping them out, and it's all through there, all those tabs, including squidies, Jackson Neck, you name it, Sarah. And so they're just lifting all those images and then sticking in what they're familiar with. If you reverse engineer it, you see this. That yeah. That's what it is, because they go, is it the same story? Not if you're lifting all the images out of context. You know, that's like taking Richard III and lifting all, listing all the images Shakespeare had, shuffling them around and mixing in Mickey Mouse and um, Romper Room.
1: Well, they didn't understand it, right? I mean, so you're if they lifted it because they understood parts of it, and they understood kind of the overall, sort of. And because they didn't really get it, they weren't able to really follow this, the story, right? I mean, they just couldn't get it.
0: Well, get that. I mean, if you look at the original work again, the train station... The train station scene with the little girl. That sets up the satisfying ending. They say in their fan page, the little girl's just a subplot. How's the little girl just a subplot? She's what sets up the ending. She's the last person to appear and points to the sun because it's supposed to be also uh, the little girl at the train station reminds Neo of the daughter he lost. They took out the relationship. Oh, yeah. So it's supposed to be him with his daughter pointing to the sun and he's not supposed to die. They said Neo couldn't die in earlier work. But they had to replace the actual historic figure facing off, at Endville figures facing off, and put Neo in and have a cross in his chest with his arms out. So what they did was they just monkeyed with everything. It was like it was like monkeys, not to insult monkeys. Yeah. And so
1: they didn't copy it word for word, and every, they copied no. major parts of it and the skeleton yeah. of it, and then screwed it up.
0: Well, even better than that, what they did was worse. What they did was they—that's um, a good start point. They took all the concepts that were considered unique and new. Like they said, we want to do Jackson Neck for real. So they took everything in here from Jackson Neck to Squiddy's liquid mirrors were security devices at the train station. They lift everything out, simplify it. Train station is supposed to be a crowded scene with people desperate to get their kids in the program. And they're haggard people, not a well-dressed Indian couple. Why are they sending their kid in the program? These are desperate people that are starving, sending their kids in the program, hoping for a better life. So everything, everything, meaning is twisted. Everything's taken out because they just want credit for the images. And then they go, let audiences figure out for themselves what it means. Well, yeah, if you put it back the way it is, which it will be, when you see it back tight and cohesive again, the way it's supposed to be, it'll all make sense. And you'll see how the satisfying ending is set there and how the architect's big problem is right from Squid Games. They copied it. They're farming it through Japan and other sources now and Korea. What they did, what you have is the architect's big problem is is atrophy of the mind, lack of stimulation, and he's bored. Boredom means his mind will degrade, so therefore he has agents stirring up all kinds of trouble to stimulate his mind. He also has a fail-safe solution at the end, an uh, unending source of stimulation, which is he comes back as Christ, because we're we're supposed to give our free will over, right? And so if we give our free will over to him, he's stimulated forever, being worshipped forever. No atrophy of the mind at that point. Purge the agents. So they put that in the matrix, and look how badly they did it. Yeah, see they what did happens it terrible
1: yeah they did it terrible <laughs> so now what you got kind of a download when you were young and which helped you write this you got like this yeah. I, you know so many people talk about getting a download or getting just and i even feel that like when i'm gonna do something write a story What all of a sudden i just I, I just blank out my mind and say okay i don't know what else to do and i just wait for be told almost it's weird and and then i just know i just go Um, And you you got a whole download. So how how do you compare what's going on today to what you were told? Because I think the parallels are incredible.
0: Everything's there. Everything turned out right. That's what I'm being told, too, by researchers on the documentary teams, things like this, is that everything came true. You know, Neil Grassi or whatever, the astronomer, I don't know if his name is right, but he's now kind of with Warner Brothers' side. He's now saying, you know, we're in a program, and I think we're in a program, in a program, whatever. But the thing is, like, he even said that mostly everybody, even Tesla, who I admire, has gotten 99% of their predictions wrong. This is 99% to 100% right. It even has the fake Oval Office in it. It's in here. The fake Oval Office. Really? So, I mean, yeah, everything's in here. Let me see if I can find it right away. So, let me see if it's here. Uh, Yeah, there it Woohoo! Wait a minute. Yes, here it is, right here. Wow, right to it. Okay, on page 101, we have the fake Oval Office. Hold it up. Wait a minute, there. there. Fake Oval Office. The underground is called Wintergreen, not Zion. I said it was Zion, I switched it to Wintergreen because it's the actual city underground. And what you have is the office, the Oval Office replicated fake oval office right there everything's here everything from Neuralink which Elon Musk now for him by the other side is supposed to claim he didn't come up with it it's in our work I explained it in full he had access to this we know Elon Musk is on the inside because he appears in Iron Man too.
1: yeah that. I know he's on the inside but do you think that it was a combination like they probably didn't take everything from you it was more like uh, they maybe looked at it and got some further ideas. I, I'm talking Elon Musk and what the cabal is doing, not the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 the yeah. movie producers. No, they didn't take everything. Yeah, there, you no. you were downloading yeah, kind of what everybody was doing and then the movie producers copied your ideas and your screenplay and things. And but, the tech
0: and the Bill but, gates too. Yeah,
1: yeah, but the amazing thing is your um, ability to see what's going on now because... I mean, there was no way for us to be able to comprehend naturally what is going on now without being shown some stuff. And so now when you look back at that, are you kind of blown away or like how clear it is? I mean, because you probably understand things people don't understand yet in a lot of ways, because... We haven't been seen. I mean, with COVID, we saw a lot, but you have still seen way beyond. So can you talk about some of these things that are coming true and give people an idea of what we're dealing with?
0: Yes, the disease chipping where you get chipped and it's diseased and the membranes biodegrade and that makes it look like people are dropping all over the earth at randomly so they can say, well, it's not us. It's just happening randomly. No, those are because the membranes are degraded to degrade at different levels. And so people will drop at different times. Diseased implants, uh, chips, and the Neuralink is the same thing. It was diseased on Neo in the original work. He had a diseased rigged thing, so time, time capsule to degrade at the right time to lead them to the underground. And so it's like, and then he had to give up all his memories. Neuralink.
1: No, in, in your in your your view, was it for um, depopulation, or was it just for control, or both?
0: The reason they're doing this is power. They, I've actually have on tape contacts contacting me and telling me, answering my questions. They're supposed to handle me, and I befriended them, so they started answering my questions. And they said it's all about power. It's about control. And that I had won the chess game because I put information out there and got it right. They considered me an asset, star player on the bench. So the Pentagon considers me an asset because I—it's like Minority Report with um, Tom Cruise, Spielberg, where you have the people that know what's going on and just know, and it just flows through their mind. It's like the people floating in the right. So I modeled the Oracle after myself and Neo, because I wanted to flesh out characters that I would understand how they act and behave under unusual circumstances. And here they're saying they put me on my own screenplay now. So basically they look for answers and they actually call me and talk to me about what's going on, how do I know, and how do I, How do do how do they know that I have more screenplays? I got 15 more, better than the Matrix. And I said, if anything happens to my son, then I'll destroy that work. They said, you can't do that. But the thing is, yes, there's a flow where I get these ideas and knowledge, and it's like that's where the stadiums came from. The idea of the stadiums and what's going to happen with the stadiums and the children on the trains.
1: What do you mean the stadiums? What happened to the stadiums?
0: In the stadiums, what they're going to do is when they have their um, false flag disaster, they're going to guide people to head to the stadiums. And at the stadiums, what's going to happen is they're going to be told that everything will be taken care of. You'll be supplied and medical and everything and will be taken
1: care of. can't believe that, correct.
0: The opposite. Yeah. And so what happens is once you get there, they're going to let anarchy ensue. And say they're having trouble getting trucks through and supplies through. Well, they should have stocked it ahead of time, but they're not going to. They want this to happen, the anarchy. And then they're going to send that message saying that all these children will be allowed to go first. You wait, you'll you'll be picked up next, but let's get the children out first. Sounds logical to parents. So they'll start training and trucking out children of their choice and other people will be left to die. And they'll get the children, and it's like World War II Germany, where children who were considered um, acceptable, Aryan, acceptable, whatever, will be incorporated into families of the new world order and elite. Brad
1: Jeez, uh, you know, and I could see them doing that. They've done it in the past. It is what it is. So, what other things are they doing that we should be ready for and fight against? I mean, you, this is pretty amazing, Tom. What? Right. Go ahead.
0: Right. Well. Yeah, it's wild knowing all this stuff and I'm glad I'm able to do interviews and like with you too. Definitely because it's like that's what they're so concerned about. The cabal is folding, they say. They say we won the chess game because of the interviews. Even though they shadow ban these things and erupt these things often, the word's getting out. Like yes, you said. It people is. Are-
1: all over. I mean, we're winning and, and it's it's lawsuits, it's it's everything. They can't shut us down fast enough. They just can't do the truth is like water through a dam where there's holes and they can't keep it out.
0: They can't. That's exactly the image I see. Exactly. One of the things in the future, too, is the idea of the neural link being employed, and that becomes quite a dangerous tool. I used it in my screenplay to be something that helped turn the pages, that propelled the story along. And instead, the Wachowskis didn't understand it at all. They call it Jack's the back of the neck, which it was. It was Jack's the back of the neck. But there's a lot more to it than that. But they're thinking simple imagery. But yeah. then they give it to you. But the idea is that that can control populations so badly. You won't even you talk about identity theft. I know. You won't have your own mind. They can do mass inputs and everything I else. Know. It's like they can erase your memories. That's what happens in the screenplay. The original work. My Neo character represents me. They named Thomas A. Of course, right. Double named, which is weird. He has to give up his, uh, his memories. He has to give up his neural link. That's what helped. Memory is a muscle memory. And so what you have a muscle, Thing. You have to learn discipline to do memory. And so what happens is if that's removed and you're dependent on it, you're a babbling idiot basically for a while. So what happens is he's told to think on three memories he values most. Can you imagine? And he has three days to get ready and he has to take on Smith's memories. That's why in the matrix you have these shoes walking up, which I have shoes walking up in mine too. They like that, they kept that even. Pigeons flying and he's saying, I'm different, I've changed, I, I'm blended, I, I'm rogue. Yeah, great job, guys. You don't know what you're doing. You're improvising, making up on set, writing the script after. That's what they did. But you have a blending in the original work. Yes, between Smith and Neo because Neo downsloads Smith's memories, replacing his own. The architect diseased his. So he now only is trying to hang on to some memories he has. Trinity's trying to guide him. And he has to download the memories of Smith. Smith's memories actually include the death and murder of his wife and the fire and assault and the burning of his uh, house with his daughter burning in flames. Mm. That's why when he's looking for the dome, there's a dome in mind where he's looking for the dome using the memories of Smith, right? And so what happens is that's why Trinity goes along with him, holding his hand as he's going use, blindly looking for the dome using the memories of Smith, because he can't handle the memories he's actually seen. But the Witoskis didn't show you what those were. It's a much richer story if you actually put in what he's seeing and what he's suffering from than just showing somebody going like this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: God, they did a terrible job. The Wachowskis did a terrible job with the work. They were groupies doing a bad job with the work.
1: Well, okay, let's talk about Trinity a little bit. She had more of a part than what they had her in, didn't, didn't she?
0: Well, absolutely. You know why? This is kind of fun. Why is she called Trinity? Well... One of the characters in mine is called Monique, but also Remnant, a biblical reference. Remnant, scatter people with a heart and a passion that can form a think tank in our world to turn things around. That was the code in the original work, right? And so what happens is, why is she called Trinity? Because there's three women in Neo's life through the course of the event. So they called it Trinity.
1: Oh, crap. So she represents three women.
0: Simple. When you look back and reverse engineer it, the Wachowskis don't have a brain or a size of a pea. Yeah they really did a bad job rendering.
1: So now you're working with the FBI and you're starting to get some of this stuff cleared up somehow. What's going on there?
0: I was working with the FBI. They actually gave me a card that said, please extend every courtesy to Tom Althouse from the Sheriff's Department after I did America's Most Wanted. Also, if you look at this picture right here, yeah, I did a lot of work with them. This is a film shoot with Navy SEALs, FBI. That man on the far, would be the man with the, um, holding the gun up, He's Oh, actually, the other side, the man who has the black jacket, he worked with Will Smith in the siege and not Will Smith, um, the guy who did the siege and um, it was in uh, whatever. But he signed it here. He's actually Her Majesty's Secret Service guy. He's an M M guy. And so he. Yeah. So I worked as his second on the film shoot, this film shoot. And so I was doing films for them and stuff like this. And that's one of them. And so what's interesting is the FBI, yes, was with me and courting me and taking me to dinner and everything. I had to be with the heads of the FBI at a dinner. That's when they gave me the cards. It's not every courtesy. It worked for a while. When I was being groomed with the face of the Christian coalition with Pat Robertson. See, So they were all, love Tom. Was that a while ago? Oh, yeah. It's
1: 1988,
0: 1989. Okay. 1988.
1: But what about recently? What no, about- now they're
0: out for me. Because oh, what they're okay. doing is um, they've got my sister in the pocket with uh, Brian Fitzpatrick is a lifelong FBI operative from Hollywood, California, Wilkshire Boulevard is where the FBI, huge FBI building is. And he's a lifelong FBI agent, who's also a what? Pennsylvania congressman, where my sister is, giving her black tie dinners with engraved invitations. She gets CNN spokesperson, uh, that's owned by Warner Bros. CNN. She gets to uh, go to the Caribbean, to London, all in the same year, New York, And San Diego, all in the same year. She has maid service that she brags. Even does a floorboard. She gets spray on tan or um, spray on tans and bonded teeth, and she gets to um, had her picture up on the floor of Congress by Fitzpatrick, who also gave her the position of president of all school psych people in Pennsylvania and best school psych person in Pennsylvania. Well, that's interesting, because she's an elementary school counselor. How does she afford all this stuff? That's the lowest rung.
1: Right. yeah well so, so they're doing that so the fbi yeah. is very integral into hollywood and the intelligence agencies there in hollywood because they use that as a propaganda arm right i mean so well, that's propaganda- the thing.
0: yeah Go yeah ahead. they're absolutely right the fbi and the cia claim the cover story is that it's um like- Ooh,
1: they're cutting out right now yeah
0: there's a huge interruption they yeah. don't like this when you say FBI, they'll flood your airways with noise. Yeah. Let's, Whatever yeah. I do, they're paying very close attention when I do. I'll hear guys talking on the phones when I'm on the phone. And like, so I'll weird. talk to somebody and they'll cut it off, right? Before I'm done, These guys need to
1: get a bad. life. And the people who they are good, good need to join the fight, but keep going.
0: They need to let my sister go and stop working with her. It's interesting now because I had said dismantle the FBI. They are a group of thugs. And now Trump and these others are saying the very words dismantle the FBI. So I was like known as the guy who was bringing down the FBI when I was groomed by them. But what's interesting is they totally embraced my sister and she's bragging about even more rewards coming. Her job is to be in house to say, my brother calls me all the time and says he's suicidal, I'm gonna kill somebody. Well, those are the two prerequisites for shutting somebody away like Spielberg's Minority Report where Tom Cruise is put in stasis, criminally insane. I never call her, I don't talk to her. I don't want to, I'm ashamed of her she keeps claiming I'm calling her all the time because that's what Fitzpatrick wants Mm. so Fitzpatrick's also the congressman lifelong FBI Mm. operative who destabilized Ukraine in 2015 and we got the article that shows it a cover article is done at our local paper in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Inquirer to cover for Fitzpatrick because it was called coming out, and so he was sent over Trudeau's guy to destabilize Ukraine by getting rid of Shokin, who's the equivalent of the Attorney General, to destabilize it to make it into a thug state where the FBI and Pentagon controlled it they well, they've been violent. controlling
1: it ever since the fall of the Soviet Union. They raped it, and in That's 2014, right. they took, they stole their entire treasury. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things these guys did, and it's Blue. the source. Yeah. It is the head world headquarters for laundering and child tra- laundering, child trafficking.
0: The Rothschilds said they needed, uh, they had to have Ukraine, or otherwise, the New World Order couldn't take hold. And so basically what you have is it was Fitzpatrick who made it happen. He claims that the FBI usually doesn't go on foreign soil. No, they're not supposed to, but they went there.
1: So he's they just the thug of the guy. thug. No, is he, he an MKUltra controlled agent or is he just a Luciferian satanic guy?
0: Is, is, is he's actually, um, my sister brags that he's actually gay. But there's a homosexual sex ring that's connected to Robertson, Disney, and the FBI. Believe it or not. And do you have share screen on this? You do. Yeah. Can I share picture real quick? Uh, yeah, I want you to see. see, I want you to see him. So I'm gonna show you what this guy looks like. Tell me your impression. So I'm gonna pop this down. Okay, there he is. It's Pee Wee Herman, basically. And what's interesting is you hear this. Can you see?
1: He looks like Pee Wee Herman. Oh,
0: doesn't he? He's a small man, he's unmarried, of course, because he's gay. In the FBI, what a great combination. But the thing is this, not to knock gay people, the thing is that when you hear him talk on the phone, he's very angry, very bitter, and what he does is he sounds like this. This is actually what he sounds like, and I kid you not. He always does these calls to people in Pennsylvania like my mom, and you will have these pro- program calls. So he goes like this. Hi, this is Brian Fitzpatrick. I'd like to invite you to our town meeting tonight. And if you can, we'd be very appreciative and you'll hear a lot of controversial issues that need to be addressed. That's what he sounds like. Look at that face. That's the man that has his sister in the pocket. So
1: And you say he's a Satanist, Luciferian guy. Pedophile. He's a pe- and he's controlled through pedophilia.
0: He chooses to be who he is because he thinks he's top dog. He's the man who's destroying people. He does character assassination. It says here... The official in question is former Ukrainian Prosecutor General Victor Victor Shokin, the equivalent of the United States Attorney General. Shokin served and whatever. And it says that there was a general consensus that Shokin wasn't moving on the cases that existed. He wasn't pushing for reforms. It said that um, the, the FBI typically doesn't take political positions, but the entire U.S. apparatus, including officials from the State Department, were pushing for Shokin to go. Nice cover, buddy. And that Biden and them warned Ukraine officials that they would not receive one billion in loan guarantees unless Shokin was removed. What they're doing is what they're doing to me. They're trying to remove anybody who's a threat to them establishing their state. Sure.
1: Oh yeah. So
0: and what oh, go ahead, said, said that he was a very good. That his efforts had been shut down. That's what Trump said. It says as Trump shows, shows said that uh, Shokin was treated very badly. He was a very fair prosecutor. Trump also it says appeared to be stated. No, he said it was very good. And his efforts have been shut down. And uh, it's, it's so bizarre. It's like, so the congressman's personal experience regarding former PG Victor Shokin was he was not cooperative with the FBI's anti corruption effort. Now, let me say it again: corruption. This is the FBI does not want this heard. They don't want this heard. So let's keep saying it until we get it through. Let me know when you get it through because they don't want this said. So I'm going to make it sure it's clear. Brian Fitzpatrick, lifelong FBI operative. Also, U.S. congressman, that's a conflict of interest, can't happen. He is the one that also handles my sister, gives her black tie dinners, awards, everything. And is trying to put me way in on 302 because the FBI makes a ton off intellectual property. I'm worth $1.2 billion and over right now, more since Matrix 4 came out. So what you have is he's also the henchman sent to Ukraine to make sure um, Rothschilds and others get their bully state to bring them one more order. So you've got him sent over with Trudeau's man to do, listen to this statement, the Congressman's personal experience regarding former PG Victor Shokin, they got him out, was that he was not cooperative with the FBI's anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. And he posed a hindrance regarding numerous investigative matters. Nice cover words. What is anti-corruption efforts? That's the tie temp- in World War II Japan. What they'd done is they wanted them out so they can own the state. And isn't it interesting they advertised for BioLab scientists in 2015, the same year that this goon, Pee Wee Herman man, went over and destroyed that man's reputation. Shokin was a protection and Trump knew it against the criminal state being formed where the populace was brutalized.
1: Well, yeah, they, they they took over when the Soviet Union fell, they took it over and raped it. And now you're saying in 2014, 2015 is when right. they officially set up the New World Order
0: that's what they there. put in the files, mm-hmm. everything else to tweet. Yeah, to pro- try to provoke uh, Russia. And so you have Fitzpatrick's office said former FBI agents are prohibited from disclosing classified or law enforcement information that has not been publicly disclosed or could, could pertain to ongoing matters. Now, look how they do, Sarah. They lay that out, right? They just, that sounds like, OK, we're not going to do it, right? You just laid it out specifically. We don't do this, right? Fitzpatrick's office did comment on the Trump's Lunsky call. so You just followed it with you're going to do it anyway. So that's twist speak where they're saying, you know, we're not supposed to, definitely don't, we don't do that, don't do it, but the Congressman believes that law enforcement matters must always remain separate and district from da da da, but they're saying that um, a rebuke needs to be given to Trump, that the Congressman opposed impeachment. But yeah, so there's, so they're saying, we're not supposed to do this, we're gonna say it anyway. And then Fitzpatrick says it's his office doing it. No, it's him doing it. The way they weasel and squirm, these weasel faces. So my sister is bragging again that I'll be put away on a 302, that she's never going to stop. She's going to keep reporting it because this man, she says, is, is pissed at me, outraged, wants me dead. So this man right here, U.S. congressman and FBI lifelong operative, still getting the mail on his desk. I have a picture of a mail on his desk when I was in where it says, for your eyes only, Wiltshire Boulevard, California FBI.
1: So now what else? I mean, you're just this is just so fascinating. I want to know. How things are turning around for you, because for a while there, when I first interviewed you, you were really just starting to get this stuff out, and right. and since then, you know, it was we kind of, I was one of the people that helped you blast it to the yes. forefront, and and then we've had multiple interviews since then. But now things are really turning around for you, as people yeah. are realizing, hey, this guy is the real deal. So what's right. going on?
0: Well, there's a lot of interviews that lined up. We did a whole slew of them. There was more 302 threats. My mom got harassed by my bot sister, who has the brother in on it too now, where she's getting manic, raging calls all the time. Cut Tom off. Don't associate. You won't see your grandchildren. You won't. And Aiden's cut off from all his cousins and everything because oh, so all the family. It's the vicious game they play. The FBI did the same thing to Martin Luther King and others. Top profile targets. If you're worth a lot of money and you have the ideology or, or the... Um, information that might stir the public and encourage them and do benevolent work, then they're going to come at you hard because you're, you're in the way. You're flying the ointment, they say. So that's what's so interesting is I was groomed by them, and now they're trying to, quote, destroy me, and they've been at it. When you, we did those interviews when we first did them, I was under 302 threat all the time. I had to leave Pennsylvania after your interview because they came at me. They sent psych people with SWAT team. They told neighbors, you better get inside. You don't want to see this, which means blood's going to be spilled.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, they came all out. The FBI knows they're going to be involved in all kinds of um, crimes against humanity. It's unbelievable. We do not belong on foreign soil. They specialize in, in um, even um, Fitzpatrick has said this in his articles that they specialize in espionage. And they said even they use intellectual property, take intellectual property to disarm what they feel as opponents. They also claim that. Um, the police have never done anything wrong and they need to have total immunity from any prosecution for any crime, any police officer. That's what?
1: ridiculous. Well, yeah. you know, there's a 1976 Senate report based on the tactics of the FBI and they haven't stopped. They've actually increased and now they just got better at it and they hit it more. And now it's so bad. It's it's infiltrated in so many areas of our government that they just can't hide it anymore because it's the, their culture now. And yeah. that's why it's so yeah. obvious to everybody. But, you know, like the Who guy, all the Gates, these guys are mass murderers. Yes, I mean, they, they were mass murderers before COVID. Yes they,
0: yes, they are. They want me dead so bad, and that's what my sister was bragging about. She said, the Secret Service hates you. They're going to come after you. Sophia Stewart said it to this Royce Babcock guy who was somebody who claims to be Jesus who came on with this group of ex-thugs to take my work, called it Immoral's Remnant, and claimed that he created it.
1: How is your story progressing as far as... Um, things changing for you now.
0: Well, we got the documentary going, so we're going to make that documentary. The plan is educate the public, get the documentary. They're mind blown with what they have. It's a field of gold nuggets. We've got so much. That's wonderful. The opposition claims that it's too convoluted. There's too many facts. How can you have too many facts and how can it be convoluted? It's like, it's a gold field. It's a field of gold nuggets. We can pick and choose and it's powerful. This will be such a powerful documentary. So
1: when is it coming out?
0: Well, we're not releasing that information. We just had a call uh, talked to the okay. documentary yesterday because the uh, FBI and the others, the cabal, FBIs FBI is with the cabal. And what they're doing is they, they pride themselves on knowing everything. I mean, they interrupt our thing right now. They'll interrupt calls. They'll tap things all the time, right, universal surveillance. And so what happens is they pride themselves on knowing everything, right? And one of the jokes is they know when we're going to the bathroom. But the thing is that we're not letting them know. They hold their constituency together by claiming they know everything with them. But they don't. They don't know when it's going to come out. They don't know. So we're keeping it that way.
1: Well, good. Don't so, let them know. Anything you can make them squirm, the better.
0: Yeah, yeah we're doing that. So, when, they, when, when their guys call and say, you won the chess game, yeah. Just keep in mind, I was being groomed for it. I was actually brought in to be CIA. I was given tests um, through the uh, U.S. Air Force, and they gave me tests and everything. They said, you could qualify for anything and you, you should be in um, intelligence work. So they were grooming me to be CIA. Robertson's group was grooming me to be the president. They wanted me to face the Christian coalition, which was leading up to uh, a term in office.
1: That's so, so bizarre. Okay, so let's talk about um, what other things that you predicted, and even maybe in your other screenplays, are, are rolling out or will be rolling out, and what people need to be aware of.
0: Well, one of the interesting things I think of, I touched on earlier, is that the real key to the elite and the cabal, the real fear is not being remembered and being bored. Think of that. The being bored. That's it. Their Achilles heel is being bored. Because
1: they got too much.
0: They want to be stimulated. That's why I'm an asset. I stimulate them.
1: So, okay. So they want to be... Stimulated, which is why they're doing all this weird bizarre, which is what the squid games was about being stimulated that's, right. that's what happens to people when they have Don't have things to do and don't have I mean you've got to have goals got to work hard You can't be just given things and that's so what we'll happens
0: see, Well, see that's why the screenplay the original work right here They hate when I hold it up and they're doing a lot of interruptions on your program huge interruptions in your program They're very upset that we're talking about this and making it clear Size. In this is Hunger Games. Hunger Games, Squid Games is all through here. They do it because they're bored. They have these people fighting for their lives, hoping to get better outside the program, hoping to get in the program for a better life for their kids and family. And their families and them are fighting for their lives in the arenas. It's in here. This is where it comes from.
1: And what would you say in the program means in your mind? Is that like getting into the best schools and being groomed for top positions and businesses and you know just being well, yeah. given the tools
0: when what I mean is what they do with me I've had it like they pull the chair out for you so many times what they do is they'll say you're one of the elite now that means you're gonna get treated like my sister is now you sold out since I didn't take it they gave it to her easy rewards things she didn't earn because she's an unlicensed elementary school counselor yet she's what top psych person um, president of psych people it's all um, yes and all this stuff that she didn't yeah and reward upon a reward now she's got expensive taste She hasn't earned it, but the arrogance takes hold. She says she's no longer a peacemaker. She's about success and power. She totally, totally became a monster. I had nothing to do with her. But the thing is that that's what happens. You become part of this easy ride where you're stimulated. The best food, the best dinners, the best trips, the, you know, top of the U.S. congressman who's also FBI. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. And she brags about the power she has
1: well what so, powers does she have really i mean it doesn't seem like she has any power other than in her own mind
0: things and things like that and honors you know again she's held up at the floor comes her picture picture but as that's, as if she's the,
1: that's not real power that's just it's not
0: real power but to her it is yeah that's it's what feeding, i mean yeah. she thinks in her mind the ego ego is fed it feeds the ego
1: yeah and so but th- that's a simple she's easy she's an easy target because she's manipulated <laughs> and, with very simple things you she's know she's been
0: Right? The lowest of the wrong yeah, like
1: know. whereas somebody like me they wouldn't be able to do anything like that because my That's values right. are my family my children My That's my really neighbors being. my community doing something right for humanity,
0: you know, what I they mean? Pro- it's much broader us. Right, they profile us. You're somebody they would offer the chair to like they did me they would offer the chair What's interesting Sarah is once they offer you the chair. They also want you um, uh, Matched this is interesting usually in our situation with somebody from the opposite sex who is also successful and has the right presence. And like you're casting a show, looks right with you. And that's always happened where people have come up and gone, you know, I'm supposed to be with you or honeypot wives even to control and have access to evidence. So that actually let, you know, they are in the end, they let you know. So this is part of the ploy. They do where they want to match you up either to be controlled or to have the image of success. You think of Trump and his wife, you know, where they have a certain look together. Where even Robertson said, "Like, well, you can tell he's successful. Look at his wife." So that's exactly how they That makes
1: it. sense. You know, you know I, nice. I, the the nice part is they're not that bright, as Cliff High says. They they might be clever, but they're not that smart because it. Just, that's exactly.
0: Right. That's exactly
1: yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Look at the Wachowskis, they want to be clever. So what do the Wachowskis do to be clever? And look look what they did. They didn't understand the work. They, they, the contacts told me that they had no idea what they were doing. They hated me because they didn't understand the work. So they stuck what? The first graphics in the Matrix has my high school, right? Central West High in, as Neo School. And my name, Thomas A. My dad's name, John A. Anderson, our Scottish clan name. My birthday on the top of the banner. All that's there in the first graphic in the Matrix. That's them trying to be clever. Yeah. And that's the story department person who told me about where it was, called me anonymously and told me where to look, said that's why they did it, to be clever and also to slap the face of the author to be more clever than the author because they didn't understand the work.